What up, my fellow NBA lovers? This is your guy, Marcellus Ease. And these are definitely strange times that we're in right now. I know everybody wants the league to come back. You know, the championship this season is wide open. There's a number of teams that can take it. And there's a few teams in the middle that'll be very interesting to see how their playoff scenarios play out. Teams like the Rockets, the Toronto Raptors, the Boston Celtics, the Philadelphia 76ers. But things are kind of getting a bit awkward, especially with this bubble where it's an evolving plan that changes every week, every day, every minute. The league is tweaking things, trying to figure things out. And Kyrie Irving is right now made to be kind of like the scapegoat as far as the bubble bursting. Now we all have to keep in mind that Kyrie Irving is the vice president of the players union. So a lot of guys who don't necessarily have the power like LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard or Giannis to speak up about their concerns because at the end of the day that the players are putting their health and their family's health at risk in order to complete the season so at the end of the day it's Kyrie's job to represent these guys and Kyrie Irving is his own man so he's not afraid to get blowback from the media he's not afraid to go his own way we've seen that with him leaving Cleveland and we've seen that with with the situation how it played out in Boston now Kyrie Irving does have a bullseye on his head from the media one, because he left their favorite player, LeBron James, hanging in Cleveland. And two, the way he left the Boston Celtics in free agency. Now, quiet is kept. A large portion of the NBA media is based in Boston. So they do have a bullseye out for Kyrie Irving. Now, it's a good thing that there's some blowback. Because at the end of the day, the collective bargaining agreement that the players have with the owners, regardless if they come back to finish the season or not in the bubble, is going to have to be renegotiated regardless. So the revenue splits with the players and ownership, which is, I believe, almost at a 50-50 right now, that's going to have to be renegotiated because there's not going to be no fans in the stands because there's not going to be a vaccine for a while. Let's, let's keep it real about this. So 40% of the league revenue comes from ticket sales, concessions, merchandise sales. All these things are going to be much lower, especially with the economy changing. So right now, while the players do have leverage over the owners to negotiate, they should make sure that they're getting the most out of it. For example, ever since the pushback, now we've seen owners considering paying players insurance policies while they return to the bubble, particularly guys who are about to be up for contract renewals, guys who are already coming off an injury. And we also seen players being able to leverage having the option of showing up versus not showing up and not getting blackballed or, you know, getting a bad reputation off of it. Or even at worst, putting their families and their own health at risk because of the virus. Now, I would not be surprised if the players in the Phoenix Suns or the Washington Wizards end up using this option not to show up because it's almost impossible for them to either make the playoffs or win the championship. So what's the point of being there just to play eight games? Because remember, you have to show up in the bubble almost a month ahead, and it's probably going to take another few weeks to finish these games. So it doesn't make sense to almost waste two months pretty much after quarantine is over with for the whole public overall, but the player's about to go back into another quarantine. Now, socially, they were also able to leverage a couple things in. Guys like Avery Bradley was very strong on his sentiments on getting a couple programs in in regards to some of the movements that are going on right now. He wanted the NBA to initiate a program where they partner with a lot of black businesses and also have a program among the NBA 
to get more black executives and coaches in the front office. Some of the other players were able to squeeze in being part of some of the protests that are going on as part of the excuse absence to leave the bubble. Now, I don't know how this is gonna work when it takes a few days to quarantine in order to get back in the bubble, but that was somehow put in there. In my opinion, with some of the players, you know, worrying about coming back into the bubble that it'll take away from some of the movements that were going on, they should try to get the league to implement something during All-Star Weekend where they present maybe a George Floyd Award or maybe some sort of award to bring awareness and make it part of the All-Star Weekend. Now with this pushback, there's also two sides to this coin in this situation. The NBA right now financially may not be in a good position to just cut out the season and they need the players to work with them in order to recoup as much revenue as they can for this year. Now how the NBA TV contracts normally work is right now the NBA should have been sort of in between negotiations for the next TV deal. So right now they leave their TV partners hanging, especially during this pandemic, it could be pivotal heading into the next negotiations in an uncertain economy. And also with the shaky economy, it's not a guarantee that the players are gonna see the same revenues going forward. So it's best that they come back and collect the money while it's already there. You know, there's quite a few things that this pandemic actually had pulled out of the woodworks that we should all pay attention to. Of course, the everyday citizen that's living check to check is gonna be in trouble during this pandemic. But also, major corporations with billion dollar estimations are so committed that even through a pandemic like this, they cannot afford to stop running. You take a look at this bubble, it's an ever evolving plan that's changing every single day and minute. From the way the rosters are constructed, the fact that now teams are allowed to carry extra players on two-way contracts, all the way to player safety, that now players are being tracked. There's a whole tracking device on players entering and leaving certain facilities. Players actually have to pay for their families to come join them. They have to ask for permission in order to leave. Shit, there's even a snitch hotline for players that are violating the rules. I mean, this shit is really on the fly that they're doing this. And a lot of media outlets are really making Kyrie Irving look crazy for having a little bit of blowback. Any person in their right mind wouldn't be feeling this shit. Oh yeah, I'd even get to mention the fact that where they're supposed to be quarantined in Disney World, the hotels are not really gonna be quarantined. That's the craziest shit. The staff that works in the hotels, the cooks, the chefs, they don't have to go through any quarantine protocols. And at the same time, some of the luxury hotels that the players are gonna be staying at are in a timeshare business entity that Disney has, where they're gonna start allowing some of their customers to move in on June 22nd. So how much of a bubble is this thing really is? And best believe, Disney will reopen this park for the summer. So for all those customers that book reservations at the Grand Destino and the Grand Floridian, man, don't be surprised if you see Giannis eating lunch at the freaking buffet or at the table right next to you. And the irony here is, if you look at this chart that I provided where all the teams are staying, the Yacht Club is where the teams that are lower tiered to not make the playoffs or they're sitting at the bottom of the conference, that actual hotel is not included in those timeshares. So those guys may actually be secluded and actually in a bubble from everyone else. Meanwhile, the teams that are in the higher tiers that are staying in the Grand Destino, the Grand Floridian, the better hotels that have timeshares may not be in the actual bubble that they were advertised to be in. Once again, this shows my earlier point that I made before of how this pandemic has shown us how committed a lot of companies and organizations are that have billion dollar estimations 
that they have to continue doing business even though they're putting their own employee safety at risk in order to continue the business that there's no stopping no matter what and this goes up and down the economic ladder from the regular joe doing his job at work living check to check all the way to a billion dollar organization all the way up to perhaps even our governments and perhaps even our country it's some scary shit man when you really think about it now with a lot of players taking a stance nowadays which is pretty much an acceptable thing within the media unlike muhammad ali in his day is it really possible that the nba could kaepernick a player for taking a stance in the bubble situation now in case you guys don't remember mahmoud abdul raul back in 1996 took a stance against the national anthem in the nba game and he pretty much was shadow banned from the league ever since and also an effective player in 1992 that actually was on Michael Jordan's team that helped them go back to back in 91 and 92 Craig Hodges he was also banned from the league pretty much after he wore a daishiki to the White House and gave George Bush senior a handwritten letter talking about racism in America and some of the issues Muslims were facing overseas he was pretty much never seen from the league again I mean this guy from 1986 to 1993 he was in a three-point shooting contest one of the better three-point shooters in the league at the time he even won it three times he holds a record for how many three-pointers made in the contest and he was basically barred from the league after that but ever since then the league has gotten more global and then with today's media climate because things are more acceptable things got a little bit more progressive and the league overall has actually promoted itself as a league that takes on social issues and doesn't run away from it, it wouldn't be a good look if they blackball any player that took a stance against the bubble in order to bring light to other social issues that are going on throughout the country. So I don't expect players like Kyrie Irving or Bradley Beal to get any hostility from the league. It's pretty much the media climate, plus the way that the league has promoted itself throughout the years. It just wouldn't be a good look. I mean, shit, you even got the NFL backtracking their whole Kaepernick stance. But back in the 90s, the media climate wasn't as friendly as it is today about social issues, especially for players that play in like these leagues. It could be the NFL, the NBA, the MLB. Players were just wasn't doing that, it wasn't the culture. But it is a marketing tool and a branding tool a lot of corporations and the media use today. So there is a financial benefit to it, quiet as kept. Even though it's the right thing to do, there is a financial benefit today. And also the players, they make a lot more money today. So if something does happen to them, they are well off better than players from before. Players like Craig Hodges and Mahmoud Abdul and even Muhammad Ali, they put their financial well-being and they put their neck really on the line in order to speak about social issues on their public platforms. Today, if you do these type of things, you get branding deals. You kind of get compensated for doing these things. You get more recognition, more clout. It wasn't like that back in the day. You actually got blackballed and shunned out of the money. So you have to commend the players from around that time that actually spoke up. It's really honorable what they did. They really put themselves out there, their well-being and their family's well-being. It is what it is. You guys make sure you're staying safe out there. Until next time, peace.